the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The devil blinds. The devil obscures people's vision. He also blinds true believers. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching us God's truth right from the Bible with lessons that we may not want to hear, but we need to hear. Let's jump right in today's study. Today we're going to be in Exodus chapter 3. I entitled this message, When God Calls. Every true believer, every Christian, has at some point heard the call of God. Not in a physical, audible voice, but in a voice that we hear deep within our soul. For we all are spirit, soul, and body, meaning we all have a physical body that has physical hearing, like you're listening to me on the radio right now, as well as physical eyes. You can't see me, but you, you know I'm here, right? And along with many other aspects of our physical nature, like the sense of smell, the sense of touch, it's all part of our physical makeup as humans. But as we have a spirit that dwells within us, we have that also. And our spirit has similar senses, It can see, it can hear things that our physical body cannot see or hear. This is how God gets a hold of us, for we cannot physically see into the spiritual realm. That's why the Bible tells us that the natural-minded man, the natural-minded woman, cannot see the things of God. I'm sure that most of us have shared with others at times about our relationship with Christ. And the response is, oh, Well, that's nice for you, but I don't see the need in my life. As we think to ourselves, how come you don't see what I see so clearly in our Savior, the Lord Jesus? And the obvious answer is, they are spiritually blinded. But how does that happen? Well, the Bible puts it like this in 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4, it says, In whose case the God of this world, talking about Satan, has blinded the minds of the unbelieving that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Yes, the devil blinds. The devil obscures people's vision. And it's not just the unbelieving. He also blinds true believers of the truth of God's Word. Why else would people proclaiming to be Christians choose to live in sin and rebel against God's standards? Why does that even happen? The Bible describes the devil in many ways. He's known as the deceiver, a liar. He's known as the accuser of the brethren, an angel of light, a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Jesus said that the devil's plan is to do what? It's to steal, kill, and destroy us all. For what reason, some might ask? Well, 
Again, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 said that we might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Yes, make no mistake about it. Jesus, he is the God-man. He was fully man, yet at the very same time, he was fully God. Jesus, the Creator, come to life in human form. That's what Christmas is all about. The baby born in the manger, but you can't separate it from Golgotha, the place of the skull. It was the Creator coming to the earth to die for us, his creation. Yet many people don't see this. But why again? We're told in Isaiah 59.10, it says, We grope along the wall like a blind man. We grope like those who have no eyes. See, we actually think that we're civilized and good, right? But yet the Bible says, Not even the liar will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But again, that's why Jesus came. This is why Isaiah the prophet said that Jesus would do this in Isaiah 42, 7. It says, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the dungeon and those who dwell in darkness from their prison. Yes, God's desire is to redeem us. He wants to set us free from the guilt and the shame of our own sin. And that's why God will speak to us spiritually. I remember the very day that I heard his voice. Not audibly. It wasn't something I could hear, you know, outside. For I had never, have ever, ever heard the voice of God audibly. But let me tell you, that day, I heard him spiritually. I heard it deep within my soul. I heard it so clear as he spoke truth to the very core of my being. He told me that he knew who I really was, that he saw everything that I have done, everything that I had done in secret places in my life. And let me just tell you this, that was not a comforting thing to know at all for me. Why? Because I was living in sin. I was burning the candle at both ends. I was doing so many things wrong, and I was filled with guilt and shame. But God also shared with me that I could be forgiven, that I could be renewed, that I could be refreshed, and I embraced that spiritual call all those years ago. I had no idea at that moment that God not only would forgive me, but that he had purpose for my life, that there was something more for me in this life than I could have ever purposed for myself. And so it was for Moses, except for one stark difference. Moses actually heard the call of God physically with his own ears, and he saw what nobody else had ever seen before. Now, today, as we, you know, look into the book of Exodus, we're going to, you know, look at three different points here, but let's just look at the first one here right now, and it's tending the flock. And I want to read to you this first verse in Exodus chapter 3. It says, Now Moses was pastoring the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, and that is the mountain of God. 
Yes, it was just another day at the office, you could say, for old Moses. There he was, tending his sheep out in the wilderness. Now, for some of you, you remember, you know, Moses had made a choice to no longer be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. For God had been speaking to Moses' heart for a very, very long time. It started the day that he was first born. For there was an official edict proclaimed by Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, that every single Hebrew baby would be put to death. Yet Moses' mother, she says, I'm not putting my baby to death. So she hid him. But when she couldn't hide him any longer, she made a basket that was watertight, and she let him float down the river, the Nile River, trusting that somehow God would watch over her baby. Now, as some of you know, he was found out of that basket by none other than Pharaoh's own daughter, who adopted him as her own son. And at that very moment, Moses' sister, who was following the basket, appeared to Pharaoh's daughter saying, Would you like me to find a Hebrew woman that she could nurse him? And she says, Hey, that sounds like a good idea. Yes. Which, unknowing to her, that little girl returned with who? Moses' mother. What is the chance of that happening? This has the appearance that now Moses' mother became his nanny, for she was told that she would be paid for all that she does. That, I'm sure, led to Moses being spoken to his whole life growing up by this nanny who was really his birth mother. And you know she was whispering in his ear, you're not one of these dog Egyptians, you're a Hebrew. Which seems like Moses, you know, years later, ended up rejecting being called, you know, the son of Pharaoh's daughter because of that. Now, we know that Moses was being raised as the prince of Egypt. He was raised as a man of power and of words and deeds. Yes, he was raised in the palace of Egypt while his people, the Hebrews, were being ill-treated as slaves. Who knows how long Moses had to deal with that? Who knows? Because we're not told of all those things. All we know is that 40 years old, he could no longer deal with it. In fact, we're told in Hebrews 11, 24, it says, By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God, you know, than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Wow. See, isn't that a soul-searching verse to contemplate here for just a moment? For every single one of us, like Moses, we were all confronted with that very same issue here today. I wonder, those of you listening on the radio right now, what is it that you choose? Do we pursue the pleasures of sin if it will benefit our lives? Or somehow it tickles our appetite for some self-gratification, regardless of what God has commanded as right and wrong? Yes, every single one of us are challenged with those choices every single day. So the question here, then, is obvious that I'd like to ask you listening on the radio here. Do you compromise what you know is right? 
to better yourself? That's a good question. Boy, is that little soul searching there? Do you compromise what you know is right to better yourself, to better your situation, to better your lifestyle? See, that's what it appears Moses did. And he did it for 40 long years. That's four decades of putting himself first, looking out for, that's right, number one, the unholy trinity of me, myself, and I. But finally, after four decades, Moses came to his senses. Finally, Moses said, enough is enough. I wonder if you have come to that place yet where you are willing to just let go of you, let going of, you know, pursuing your own happiness. Well, Moses did it, and it cost him everything. How's that? Well, he felt that he was called to deliver God's people himself. And instead of seeking the Lord and willing to humble himself before God and waiting for God to give him clear direction, Moses did what most of us will do. He tried to make it happen in his own strength. So when he saw a fellow Hebrew being beaten, he killed the Egyptian, which was found out. And again, that's what drove him into the desert as he had to flee for his life. You know, I wonder how many of you are listening right now to the radio, and you're kind of wandering around in the wilderness. I wonder if there's some of you that haven't even got back plugged in the church yet since the whole COVID pandemic. It's like, listen, we need to be in the fellowship of other believers. It is so important. Like, I appreciate the fact that you're listening to our radio program right now, but it's so important to be plugged in. Listen, we have our daily Sunday services that you can watch live. It's like you we have uh, 8.30 and 10.30 services. Now, that's Pacific time because there's many of you that are listening on our 19 stations back on the East Coast. So you got to add three hours to that, obviously. So our 8.30 service for you is 11.30. Our 10.30 service is 1.30. But those of you living here in Southern California listening on KKLA, you know, you might be close enough to drive. I mean, what if you were like 45 minutes away from our church here in L.A.? We're on the west side of L.A., right on the intersection of the 10 freeway and La Cienega. But I mean, what if you drove 45 minutes to church? You might be thinking, you got to be out of your mind, pastor. I got a church five minutes from my house. Well, that's great. And if that church teaches the Word of God and they don't compromise in its teaching, then you need to go there and thank that pastor for teaching the Word. But if you're going to a church and you're living in sin and you never get confronted on that sin, there's never any conviction. Why are you still going to that church? Like, why would you go to a place that you're not growing spiritually? Wouldn't it be better to drive a little bit farther to go to a place where you'll be challenged in the Word of God so that you can grow as that man or woman of God? Hey, just saying, it's not like our church is in Pakistan. You know, get in your car and come down and check it out. You can check us out at corechurchla.org. But again, we got two Sunday morning services, one at 10.30 and one at 8.30. And we also do a nighttime service on Sunday at 6.30. And I don't want you to forget that coming up here on Christmas Eve, we're going to have a smoking, smoking service, not like 
bonging, okay? I'm just saying, it's going to be a great service. It's going to be a musical extravaganza, and it's going to be on Christmas Eve. You say, well, what date is that? It's the same date it always is, December 24th. But it's like, if you could come on and bring an unsafe friend, we're going to do two services, one at 3.30 and one at 5.30 p.m. So come and check us out for our Christmas Eve services. But anyway, getting back to our message here, you know, it's like Moses had to flee for his life because he was trying to take what God's plan was for him and work it out in his own strength. Now, as you know, he ended up in this place called Midian. And there were seven daughters of a priest there that were out watering their sheep. And the last time, you know, they had gone out to water the sheep, which they do every day. There was these other shepherds there, and they would just take cuts, and they would push these women aside and say, hey, get to the end of the line. But this one particular day, guess what? Moses, this strong and strappy man. Look at him. Give me some duct tape. This guy's ripped. I mean, he's in the prime of his life. And he's raised in all the strength and, and magnitude of Egypt. They were a world-giving entire empire at the time. And there they were. And there's Moses. And he jumps out on these other shepherds. And he struck them down. And he told the seven sisters, Hey, ladies, why don't you take a break here? And, and let me tend your sheep and water them for you. Well, that's when all those sisters were taken back by this knight in shining armor who rescued them from the other shepherds. Those seven sisters must have looked at each other thinking the very same thing. Huh. <laughs> hubba hubba. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, as you know, you know, Moses ended up marrying one of those sisters and he became a shepherd himself. And nothing else, get this, now don't you think this is odd? And nothing else is recorded about Moses for the next 40 years. He's 40 years, he jumps out, he saves these, you know, damsels in distress, you know, from these other shepherds, beats all those guys up and everything, and marries one of these, you know, shepherdesses, these, uh, one of these ladies here. And, and then nothing else is spoken about Moses for 40 more years. Imagine that. Moses got up every single day for the next 40 years, and he took care of stinky sheep. I'm sure Moses thought to himself, well, I guess this is my life. This is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my days. Now, Many of you <laughs> know exactly this feeling, right? I mean, you're sitting there listening to me on the radio, but you know that feeling. It's called the daily grind. Like, this is my life. Same thing, different day. Yet Moses here, who was raised in a lap of luxury, has now had to resign himself to this fact. This is it. This is all I have to look forward to every day taking care of these worthless, stinking sheep. Maybe you're thinking, well, you just described my life, Pastor. I have nothing else to look forward to. This is all I do. I just get up. I go to work. I listen to the radio on my drive time. I pay my bills. And guess what? The whole thing starts over again at the beginning of every new month. Well, if you're a believer in Christ, that couldn't be farther from the truth. Yes, you may still have the same old job 
and you might have those same old bills every month, but God is never done with us, with his desire to use us. Do you know that? God wants to use you. God wants to use you in the midst of your mundane life, right here in your own sphere of life. For God has an eternal purpose for each and every one of you. It's his will to use us in the lives of those that are around us, allowing us to go into every new day with an attitude of gratitude. I am already taking advantage of this holiday season. I've had to make a few calls concerning insurance and, you know, other issues and everything. And people will answer the phone with these big companies. Hi, how are you? Happy holidays. And I'm just like, happy holidays. What are you talking about? Have a happy holiday. This isn't a happy holiday. This is a Merry Christmas because Christ was born, a Savior for all people. I go, this is so much more than a happy holiday. I mean, are you serious? Excuse me. It's not that. Christ came into the world. He came to die for your sin and my sin. We could be forgiven and freed from our own guilt and shame. And it's like people will just be like a, a blank. And some people are like, uh, okay. But then other people say, wow, I needed to hear that. You're absolutely right. And it gives an opportunity to share with people. I do it at the grocery store. I do it everywhere. Hi, happy holiday. No, this is a Merry Christmas because Jesus Christ came to die for your sin and mine. It's like, it's awesome. Take advantage of what God has given us right in front of us. Yes, we can be the very voice of reason. Think about that. We can be the voice of reason. Do you know that some people, the only taste of Christianity they get, the only taste, think about this, is maybe they're flipping channels at 2 o'clock in the morning. Have you ever seen what preachers are on TV at 2 o'clock in the morning? Oh, my goodness. It's a little scary. It's like, oh, my goodness. And so they will look at people and think, oh, that's a Christian. Or, you know, if you watch CNN News, which I hope you don't, or MSNBC, or any of these secular news stations that propagate lies and everything else. But whenever they have a Christian on there, they're always like a nutcase, you know. And so people, their perception of a Christian is usually usually just someone that's a, that's a little off their rocker. But it's like, don't you think that all of your family and friends, don't you think that your co-workers, don't you think that they deserve to hear the true gospel message from a voice of reason? You know, someone that's not a nutcase, you know, jumping up and screaming at people on a street corner with a sign, repent or burn, okay? It's like, so, you know, you could be that voice of reason that someone needs to hear from because everyone needs a Savior, You know the word Savior? You know what it means? In the Hebrew language, it means the Deliverer who is God. God came to this earth for one reason, to set us free from the law of sin and death. Every one of us have this in common. We're all sinners. We've all done wrong. And the Bible says, God speaking, he says, it's not that my hand is short that I can't reach you. And it's not that my ear is dull that I can't hear you. But your sin has made a separation between you and me. That's why God came down, was born, lived as a man, and carried our sin on his body so we could be forgiven. I wonder if there's anyone listening on the radio right now that you've never made a commitment to Christ. Maybe you were raised in the church, 
Are you born again, though? Have you asked Jesus Christ into your heart as your Savior? Or maybe there's someone listening that, you know, for all intents and purposes, you're a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter because you're living in sin right now. Maybe you have a boyfriend you're sleeping with or a girlfriend, whatever, you know. You're living in sin. You've got issues that are going on. You're watching things you shouldn't be watching. Maybe you're drinking, you know. All these things that maybe no one else knows about. But I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit of God knows. And so if you need to get right with God right now, repent right now. Pray this prayer. Oh, Lord, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died for me and rose again. Come inside of me. Make me a new person. Be my Lord, my God, my Savior, and my friend, and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Listen, if you just made that commitment, email me. I want to send you some goods to help you. My email is Bible at CoreChurchLA.com. That's Bible at CoreChurchLA.com. And God bless you. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, that's Core Church LA, one word, to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org, as well as writing to our P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.